before we get in this podcast, make sure to like, subscribe, do all the good stuff before we we get this started and we get this amazing show on the road. Let's go! It's gonna be a banger, Welcome boys. Welcome show where I talk football, and I'm just wearing a welding mask for no reason. But I was like, I don't want the backdrop today, so I kind of just took it out of the way, and. We got some pans in the background, as you can see. Sorry for the podcast, for the podcast listener, the audio version. And we got some boxes here and some pretty nice stuff. Yeah, it's a very great backdrop, in my opinion. But you're here for the sports, not for the backdrop. Let's get into it. John Madden unfortunately died yesterday on Tuesday. The... 28th, uh, 85 years old. He was a Hall of Fame coach for the Oakland Raiders for 10 seasons and won a Super Bowl in 1977. And right after his coaching, he was a color commentator for many networks on like CBS, Fox, NBC until 2009. And has his own video game naf- named after him, Madden, which is obviously a legendary video game, which EA EA Sports makes a lot of money off. And he was a big trailblazer in the sports game and opened up football for people like me that I can enjoy football and understand football and Madden and stuff like that. Thank you, John Madden, for your life. Uh, and what you brought to football. NFL playoff picture is on your way. Power rankings. And COVID is going wild in the NFL. It's it's crazy right now. Carson Wentz tested positive for COVID, which makes Sam Ellinger the starting quarterback. There was some propaganda that uh, Philip Rivers was going to come back or there was some type of article. And I was like, yeah, that's that's really unlikely. And I'm like, whoever thought of that article was just trying to be like, trying to get Philip Rivers, Philip River fans all excited when Frank Wright announced today that he was like, yeah, Sam Mellinger is going to be our starting quarterback if Carson Wentz is not back. <laughs> and it was pretty clear when he, when he said it. And Bruce Arians tested positive for COVID and as well as Mike Evans. And Mike L- Evans was dealing with an injury, and this is just like a little thing on top. Bruce Arians, I think the Buccaneers will be stolid without him. I think Tom Brady can lead the way. On the offense, in their defense, will need a hold up for the time remaining, and Tom Brady will take will take over this game and probably do good. And there is more than a hundred people on the COVID reserve list, and ninety six people tested positive for COVID on Monday, so it is not looking good for the NFL at current state with Omicron. As for the playoff picture, the uh, number one, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, 11-4 and four or something like that. They clinched a division, so they have a top-four spot and currently are sitting in the f- first spot. 
At second, you got the Tennessee Titans trying to clinch a division. And you got the Bengals at three, four, Bills, five, Colts, six, Patriots, seven, Dolphins. And then the hunt to get into the playoffs is the Chargers, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and Broncos all in that order. Come on, Steelers. I'm repping the, the, the sweatshirt today. As the Steelers are the best. Nobody can stop us. We're going all the way up. NFC, you got the Packers. Well, there's a lot of teams that have clinched a playoff berth in division. First, you got the Packers, which clinched a division. You got the Cowboys, who clinched the NFC East. And there was some drama over on the team they played against on the other sideline. And at three, you got the Rams, who clinched a playoff berth. And are trying to get an extra win. If I believe if they win this week and the Cardinals lose, I think they clinched the division over the Cardinals, I believe. And at four, you got the Buccaneers who clinched the NFC South. And the only division that is not clinched in the NFC is the West, which it's a two-man race between the Cardinals, really, and the Rams. The 49ers are a long shot in that. Which, speaking of the 49ers, 6 is the 49ers, then 7 is the Eagles. Then in the hunt for the NFC, it's slimmed down a lot because it used to be a lot of teams because a lot of teams stunk. And it was really unbalanced in the NFC. It was a lot of good teams, a lot of really bad teams. At 7, and in the hunt, you got the Vikings, Falcons, and Saints, and Washington football team which the Washington football team are in disarray right now. Now it's time for power rankings. At 10, you got the Bengals, previously 14. The Bengals looked really, really good as Joe Burrow this last week got the fifth, fourth most passing yards at 525 then in NFL history. That's history right there. And at 9, you got the Patriots coming off a tough loss against the Bills. Mac Jones hasn't been looking good these last couple weeks, so it's going to be interesting what he can do down in the line and into the playoffs as well. And at 8, you got the Titans previously 8, as they do Titans things and they win against the 49ers, which surprisingly the 49ers were favored in that. And I took advantage and took that spread in and was like, let's go. 3 0 in the, the, my picks this week. So I'm, I am doing really, really good. I'm on a really hot stretch. And at seven, you got the Bills, previously nine, uh, as they hopped over the Patriots and beat them and leading the division. And at six, you got the Colts, previously 10, coming off a good win against the Cardinals. And at five, you got the Rams, previously six, taking over the first spot in the first place in the division. Then at four, you got the Buccaneers, previously three, after a big, 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 ginormous win. It, and at three, you got the Cowboys. What did the Buccaneers do after that amazing win against Carolina to get jumped by the Cowboys? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. Like, 
they're good and all, but they're not that good. They're not better than Tom Brady. Dak Prescott hasn't been playing up to that level, but he's been playing really, really good. He's picked up his game a little bit more. And at two, you got the Buccaneers, you got the Packers previously one, and you got the Chiefs previously two, jumping over the Packers. Now for the NFL recap of Week 16, 49ers at Titans in Nashville, Tennessee. In the first quarter, Thursday night football, when I was in Hawaii, Hawaii, which is amazing. I was at Longies or whatever. Very good restaurant. Italian in Hawaii. Yeah, makes sense. In the first quarter, Jeff Wilson Jr. had a one-yard touchdown run to make it 7-0. to In the second quarter, Robbie Gold made a 48-yard field goal to make it 7-3 to at half. Wait, 10-0 at half. In the third quarter, Randy Bullock made a 38-yard field goal for the Titans to make it 10-3. to Then Deontay Foreman had a three-yard touchdown run. Which it's crazy how Deontay Foreman and their running backs have continued on the the load which Derrick Henry had, and people just thought it was just Derrick Henry can do it, but it's kind of proven that it can work with multiple um, teams as well. And the Titans been struck with COVID too, pretty badly as Taylor Wands got COVID, Bud Dupree, and many other people as well. To make it 10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter, AJ Brown had an 18-yard touchdown catch for the Titans to make it 17 to 10. Then Brandon Ayuk combated a touch with a touchdown of his own for the 49ers to make it 17 all. Then Randy Bullock made a 44-yard field goal at the last with seconds left on the clock, and they, were, I, I was really scared because I, I wanted the, I was huge on that game. And then you're like, wait, are the 49ers going to score a touchdown on the kickoff return because they did a squim kick or whatever? Squib. And then they just go, whoa, 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 whoa. And they don't know where they're going at all. And they're just tossing it. And I thought the 49ers might have taken off with it a little bit and got scared. But next you got the Browns at Packers on Christmas Day. In the first quarter, Nick Chubb had a one-yard touchdown run. But they missed a PAT as they did not have Chase McLaugh in this game to make it 6-0. to Then Alan Lazard had an 11-yard touchdown catch from Aaron Rodgers, which Aaron Rodgers thought of because he's a genius, uh, that, hey, if I throw this to Devontae Adams, then we'll have to share the ball. And I want this ball because this is the ball for most Packers touchdowns thrown in Packer history. So... I'll throw it to Alan Lazard instead of Devontae Adams. No, I'm kidding. He actually did not say that. He said otherwise, and people asked him. To make it 7-6 to six Packers, in the second quarter, Devontae Adams, which was the record for Packers, in most between a Packer and a, a wide receiver in Packers history. It used to be Jordy Nelson and, Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers, and now it is... Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers as they got a nine-yard touchdown catch from Aaron Rodgers to make it 14-6 to Packers. Then Harrison Bryant had a one-yard touchdown catch from Baker Mayfield but failed the two-point conversion to make it 14-12. to Then Devontae Adams had another catch from Aaron Rodgers because he's just a stud like that and gets so many fantasy points to make it 21-12 to at half. 
In the third quarter, Mason Crosby had a 32-yard field goal to make it 24-12. to And Chris Nagger, who was the replacement for Chase, uh, for Chase McLaughlin, had made it a 37-yard field goal to make it a nine-point game, 24-15. to Then Anthony Schwartz, the speedster, former Auburn Tiger, uh, who apparently had his combine ran a 427, which, like, I looked it up. I'm like, this dude looks familiar. I'm the Iron Bull. I used to watch Alabama versus Auburn. I'm pretty sure this dude's from Auburn. And I don't remember him the best wide receiver, but he'd be, like, so good on uh, jet sweeps and stuff like that because he's just a tra- he just had track speed like that and was insanely fast. And had a five-yard touchdown catch from Baker Mayfield. As that'd be it for the Browns. Final score, Packers 24-22 Browns. Colts at Cardinals on Christmas Day. In the first quarter, T.Y. Hilton had a one-yard touchdown catch from Carson Wentz, who has COVID, to make it 7-0. And Chase Edmonds had a two-yard touchdown catch, two-yard touchdown run, but they missed the PAT, Matt Prater, and and it's in a dome stadium, so that's kind of a little – that's bad. In the second quarter, the Colts got a safety on Kyler Murray as it was a bad snap, and he got an intentional grounding off of it because he just threw it. It just – and he threw it from the end zone, so it was an automatic safety. And the Colts got the ball back. Then Michael Badley made a 41-yard field goal to make it 12-6 to at half. In the third quarter, Aunt Antoine Wesley had a 24-yard t- touchdown catch from Kyler Murray to make it 13-12 to Cardinals. Then Michael Badley made a 37-yard field goal to make it 15-13 to Colts. In the fourth quarter, Desmond Patman, who really hasn't played all year until recently when a lot of like Paris Campbell got hurt and a lot of people he he didn't even like really play until then and got a 14-yard touchdown catch from Carson Wentz and it, it was just a dime and people would have been talking about it all the time if it was Aaron Rodgers or whatever but they didn't because it's Carson Wentz, and just like praise Aaron Rodgers, but no praise to Carson Wentz. That's from Dan Orlovsky. Final score, Colts 22-16 Cardinals, as Colts got a huge, huge win, and they're contending for the division now in home field advantage. Lions at Falcons. In the first quarter, I don't know why I picked the Lions. Like, you stupid, Isaac. Why did you pick the Lions? You never pick the lines. You just be happy for them when they when they do well. In the first quarter, Riley Patterson made a 26-yard field goal to make it 3-0. to zero. Then in the second quarter, Cardero Patterson had a 6-yard touchdown run for the Falcons to make it 7-3. Then Amama St. Brown had a 20-yard touchdown catch from Tim Boyle as Jared Goff got kicked out of town. No, he's just... I don't know. He got an injury or something like that. Probably shouldn't know. My bad. 
Youngway Koo had a 53-yard field goal to make it 10 to 0. In the third quarter, Youngway Koo had made another field goal, this time for 48, to make it 13 to 10. Falcons. Then Riley Peterson made a field goal to tie it up 13 all. And in the fourth quarter, Hayden Hurst had a 12-yard touchdown catch from Matt Ryan to make it 20 to 13. Then Riley Peterson made a 26-yard field goal to make it 20 to 16, which would be, end up being the final score. Falcons 2016 Lions. As the Lions take another loss. Hey, but it's better than what happened in Duval. I, I I'm I'm really liking that, dude. Dan Campbell. I think next year the Lions are gonna be, they're gonna be a six-win team, and being like, we'll be in the playoff hunt for a little bit. Ravens at Bengals in the first quarter. Evan Mahefferson made a field goal to make it three to zero Brown Bengals, and Rashad Bateman had a four-yard touchdown catch from Josh Johnson to make it seven to three. Ravens, which did not have Tyler Huntley because I believe he was on the COVID list. He has COVID. And Joe Mixon had a one-yard touchdown run for the Bengals to make it 10-3 to Bengals. And in the second quarter, Tyler Boyd had a 68-yard touchdown catch from Joe Burrow, who broke a record for 525 passing yards to make it 17-7. to Then Joe Mixon had a nine-yard touchdown catch from Joe Burrow to make it 24 to 7. Then Devontae Freeman for the Ravens. Just trying to keep this game in reach for the Ravens to make it 24 to 14. Then T. Higgins had a one yard touchdown catch from Joe Burrow to make it 31 to 14 at half. In the third quarter, Evic McHefferson, McHefferson made a 36 yard field goal to make it 34 to 14 and look like it's not even a game anymore. And in the fourth quarter, Mark Andrews caught an 18-yard touchdown from Josh Johnson to make it 34-21, and it's over. Then T. Higgins had a 10-yard touchdown catch from Joe Joe Burrow, and that would be the final score. And he got a big throw on the end to Joe Mixon for, like, the fourth most passing yards. Kind of. It was, it was just show. And the uh, Ravens defensive coordinator, they asked them. People were, like, asking him questions like, uh, are you going to uh, double Jamar Tase or whatever? And he's like, we're not going to hand this dude a golden jacket or whatever. Then uh, Joe Burrow in his press conference, somebody brought it up. And he's like, yeah. I th- I thought I thought those comments were not necessary, and I I love Joe Burrow's swagger, but it hurts me as a Steelers fan because he's too good sometimes. But I like it when he's bad, especially about them Steelers. Um, and if he got five twenty five every single game, he probably. Would get a gold jacket. So, the defensive coordinator would have given him a gold jacket. So, man, (laughs) it did not work out well for the Ravens at all in that game. Rams at Vikings. In the first quarter, Sonny Michelle for the Rams had a one-yard touchdown run 
to make it seven to zero. Then in the second quarter, Matt Gay had a 32-yard touchdown catch. Uh, Matt Guy, Matt Gay did not have a touchdown catch. It's a 32-yard field goal to make it ten to zero. Excuse me, what am I thinking? Greg Joseph had a 23-yard field goal to make it ten to three, and still a game. Then Matt Gay made another field goal to make it thirteen to three at half. In the third quarter, Alexander Madison had a two-yard touchdown run to make it thirteen to ten. Then Brandon Powell had a 61-yard punt return for a touchdown for a TD. Special teams coming in clutch to make it 20-10. Then Greg Joseph made a 24-yard field goal to make it 12-13 Rams. In the fourth quarter, OBJ had a 7-yard touchdown catch from Matty Stafford to make it 27-13. Then K.J. Osborne had a 6-yard touchdown catch from Kirk Cousins to make it 27-20. to 20. Then Matt Gay had a field goal to make it 23-30-23. Then Greg Joseph then Greg Joseph had a, a field goal to make it the final score. Rams 30-23 Vikings. Bills at Patriots. In the first quarter, Isaiah McKenzie had a three-yard touchdown catch from Josh Allen to make it 7-0. And then the second quarter, Damian Harris had a 16-yard touchdown run for the Patriots to tie it all at seven each. Tyler Bass made a 25-yard field goal to get the Bills a lead 10-7. Then Stephon Diggs had a 12-yard touchdown catch. From Josh Allen, and they had a dispute back and forth. Uh, him and a fan, he he told them to shut up, in kinder words, and the other dude said something inappropriate back to make it seventeen to seven. Uh, there's videos on it if you want to see it. And then in the third quarter, Tyler Bass made a thirty-four yard field goal to make it twenty to. 20 to 7. Then Damius Harris had a one yard touchdown run to make it 20 to 14. In the fourth quarter, Devin Singletary had a 12 a two yard touchdown run, but failed two point conversion to make it 26 to 14. Damian Harris com- had three touchdown runs. He he's a stud. He's been a stud for the Patriots. He's third, but that'd be all for the Patriots. To make it twenty six to twenty one, then Dawson Knox had a two yard touchdown catch from Josh Allen, which is, Josh Allen ain't ain't no joke. When they ain't playing in like literally the worst conditions ever, he's a stud. But when the Patriots are, they they win. <laughs> As a final score. Bills 33-21, Patriots. Jaguars at Jets. In the first quarter, Matthew Wright, the kicker for the team down in Duval County, the Jacksonville Jaguars, made a 21-yard field goal to make it 3-0. Then Zach Wilson had a 52-yard touchdown run, which is just crazy. Like, there was defensive – I know there was defensive players that intentionally – like stop because oh he's a quarterback he's gonna run out of bounds and you you're, you don't want to get fined or do anything dumb like that and 
get a quarterback, get a penalty, but like he just kept playing. People were going like, people weren't like running their heart just down to catch him, and it, it kind of hurt the Jaguars there. But it it was it gets better. The PAT got blocked. Then in the second quarter, Will Richardson had Junior had a three zero yard touchdown. Fumble recovery, but they failed the two point conversion, so it's only nine to six Jets. Then Braxton, wait, both teams, so nine to six Jaguars, because I made the field goal earlier, and it's confusing. P- teams just need to make their PATs, and if you're going for two, please make it. Braxton Barrios had a for the Jets, he went zooming. And one of the problems he, Jack Wilson has had is getting it to his receivers because they're all kind of short and nobody can like go up and get it. And they're all like slot type of guys. Not slot, but like they're all not the tallest people in the world. Not the tallest NFL wide receivers, to I should say. And they finally and a team makes a PAT to make it thirteen to nine. Then Matthew Wright made a 45-yard field goal to make it 13-12. to Jets in lead. And if, at half, then in the third quarter, Eddie Panero made a 42-yard field goal to make it 16-12. to Then Matty Wright made his own field goal to make it 16-15. to Then in the fourth quarter, Connor McDermott had a one-yard touchdown catch from Zach Wilson. So the it's an eight-point game now, 23-15. to then Der Unglale had a one-yard touchdown catch from well had a one-yard touchdown run, but failed the two-point conversion. So they're down by two still, the Jaguars. So they get 23 to 21. Then Eddie Panero had a field goal in that sealed it up for the Jets. As final score, Jets 26-21, Jaguars. Giants at Eagles. In the first quarter. Nobody scored because defense, defense. But once the second half comes around, it, it gets real. In the second quarter, Graham Gano made a 54-yard field goal, very long field goal to make it 3-0. to zero. Then Jake Elliott made a 22-yard field goal to make it 3-0, 3-all then at half. So it looks like it's going on the under. Uh, maybe. In the... Third quarter, Boston Scott had a three-yard touchdown run to make it ten to three. Then Jake Elliott made a thirty-seven-yard field goal to make it thirteen to three. Then Devonte Smith had a seven-yard touchdown catch from Jalen Hurts to make it twenty-three. And all of a sudden, the Eagles just scored seventeen in one quarter. Then in the fourth quarter, Lane Johnson, the offensive lineman, caught a five-yard touchdown. From Jalen Hurts, too, which I love it whenever somebody big guy gets it. Like, phenomenal. Then Alex Singleton had a 29 yard pick six for the Eagles as well to make it 34 to 13 to three. Then Evan Ingram gets a nine yard touchdown catch from Mike Glennon. And the quarterback for the Giants before. Before Mike Glennon was Jake Fromm, former Georgia quarterback, when Georgia had some big old games against Alabama in the national championship. He was their quarterback, and he was 
he did not play well, and they benched him in the third quarter or something like that. Buccaneers at Panthers in the first quarter. Uh, Liam Halule, we'll call him LH, had a for the Panthers made a twenty-four yard field goal to make it three to zero. Then Keyshawn Vaughn had a fifty-five yard touchdown run to make it seven to zero in the second quarter. Ryan Suckup made a thirty-six yard field goal to make it ten to three. Then LH made a twenty-nine yard field goal to make it at 10 to 6. Then Ryan Suckup made a field goal to make it a seven point game, 13 to 7, 6. Then Cameron Bray had a four yard touchdown catch from Tom Brady, but failed the two point conversion to trying to make it an even 21 at half. In the third quarter, Ryan Suckup made a 21 yard field goal to make it 22. To six, then Ronald Jones had a seven-yard touchdown ca- touchdown run as he is a running back to make it 26, 20, to make it twenty-nine to six, and in the fourth quarter, Ryan Suckup made a field goal as the the Buccaneers just, just beat up the Panthers, thirty-two to six Buccaneers. Chargers at Texans. In the first quarter, Dustin Hopkins had a 50-yard field goal to make it 3-0. to Then Rex Burkhead for the Texans. This game did not go well for the Chargers at all. Rex Burkhead had a 25-yard touchdown run to make it 7-0. Then Dustin Hopkins made another field goal. The Chargers just couldn't convert their field goals into their field goals into touchdowns, which really, really hurt them. In the second quarter, Justin Jackson had a 17-yard touchdown run, but then the Chargers go for two, and they can't make it and put him in a rough position. Then Dominique Airblow, the kicker for the Texans, while Kalami Fairborn has COVID, made a 51-yard field goal, which pretty good for a back, for a guy who signed off the streets to make it 12-10. Then Chris Conley had a 41-yard touchdown catch from Davis Mills to make it 17-10, 12. In the half, then in the third quarter, Dustin Hopkins makes another field. Well, it's like Chargers. Score the touchdowns. Touchdowns win football games. Field goals do not win football games unless you're the Saints and you have a beast defense and you're playing against Tom Brady. Somehow got shut down. To make it 17 to 15, and it's they still have a chance. In the fourth quarter, the Texans just go ham as Rex Burkhead gets a one yard touchdown run. Then DE made a 25 yard field goal to get on 20 to get them at 27 to 15. Then Justin Jackson had a nine yard touchdown run. Converted the two-point conversion to make it 27-23. to 23. Then Nico Collins had a 13-yard touchdown, 13 yard touchdown catch from Davis Mills. Which Davis Mills, after Mac Jones' terrible performance, Mac, Davis Mills might be one of the best quarterbacks in the rookie quarterbacks right now. No lie. To make it 34-23. to 23, Then to run... Thomas got a 48-yard pick six 
off of Justin Herbert to make it 41 to 23. Then Joshua Palmer had a 32-yard, three-yard touchdown catch from Justin Herbert. Failed two-point conversion. And the Texans, this for the Chargers, this was a game for them where they needed a win to keep them high in the playoffs. But then it just went. Their odds went kind of down. And they need to win these next two games in week 17 and 18. As a final score, Texans 41-29 Chargers. Bears at Seahawks. In the first quarter, DK Metcalf had a 41-yard touchdown catch from Russell Wilson to make it 7-0. Then in the second quarter, David Montgomery had a one-yard touchdown run to make it 7-0, Then Rashad Penny had a three-yard touchdown run to make it 14-7 Seahawks. Then Jason Myers made a field goal to make it 17-7 at half Seahawks lead. In the third quarter, Phil Herbert had a 20-yard touchdown run to make it 17-14. Then Gerald Everett had a 24-yard touchdown catch from Russell Wilson to make it 24-14 Seahawks. But the Seahawks would go in a slump here for a while. Cairo Santos had a... 35-yard field goal. Jimmy Graham had a 15-yard touchdown catch from Nick Foles, and they converted the two-point conversion for the lead, as that would be it. the final score. Bears 25-24, Seahawks. Steelers at Chiefs. More of the story, the Steelers get knocked in. They they got they absolutely got rocked. They they did trash. The second quarter in the first quarter, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a one yard touchdown run. Byron Pingle, Pringle had a five yard touchdown catch from Patrick Mahomes to make it fourteen to zero going into the second quarter. Then Elliot Fry, because Harrison Bucker has COVID too. Just just name everybody has COVID. Really. It's like close to everybody. Made a forty four yard field goal. To make it 17 to 0. Then McCole Hardman had an eight yard touchdown catch from Patrick Mahomes, but missed a PAT, which don't matter at this point, to make it 23 to 0. Then at half, then in the third quarter, Brian Pingle had a. Brian Pingle had another touchdown catch, this time for 16 yards, to make it 30 to 0. Then Chris Boswell finally gets the Steelers on the board, 34, with a 34-yard field goal, 3-0. to zero. Then a fourth quarter, Elliott Fry made it two field goals to make it 36-3. to three. Then Devon, Deontay Johnson had a 15-yard touchdown catch from Big Ben. Tony Romo called it, though, so shout-out to Tony Romo. Tony Romo, you, you, you a stud. You good commentator. I like you. But... Man, it was a really bad game. Then Broncos at Raiders. Yeah, the final score to that game was 36-10 to 10 Chiefs. Broncos at Raiders. In the first quarter, ain't nobody scored. In the second quarter, Hunter Renfro had a 10-yard touchdown catch from Derek Carr to make it 7-0. Brendan McManus had made two field goals in a row to make it 7-6. Then Javante Williams had a one-yard touchdown run to make a Denver lead. 13 to 7 
in at half in the third quarter. Peyton Barber had a five-yard touchdown run to make it 14-13. to Raiders on top. In the fourth quarter, Daniel Carlson had a 41-yard touchdown at 41-yard field goal. Because Daniel Carlson do not do not get touchdowns. He get field goals. And probably gets more points doing that. And he gets the point on top of the touchdown. So kickers are underrated. And on Sunday night football, the Cowboys just beat up on the Washington football team like 56 to 14. NBC, why why did you have this game scheduled? Why did you have this game scheduled? This was not a good game. This was not a good game. Please do not ever schedule on Sunday Night Football, Washington football team versus Cowboys. Unless the Cowboys stink, please do so. And the Washington football team, there was a really bad... uh, Their punter literally tried to hit the, the... The... What do you say the the jumbotron of the Cowboys Stadium? That is literally a box, which is crazy. Jerry's world. He literally tried to kick it at that point because they knew they were gonna lose. And the defense on the Washington football team, a defense lineman punched another guy, which is bad because like if that ever happens, that you're probably gonna get fined or something like that. Which Tom Brady almost got fined for. Slamming his um thing on the, but didn't. Cowboys looking good. Washington football team they need to get their stuff together, and I believe it was Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, maybe something like that. They were throwing hands, and that, that's just never good. Never works out, especially when you have. Especially when you're a team trying to make a late playoff push, December football, and everybody was frustrated. I understand that, just not good. Dolphins, final score, Cowboys 56-14, Washington football team. Dolphins at Saints in the first quarter. Nick Needham had a 28-yard pick six. To make it seven to zero, then Jason Sanders made a forty-eight yard field goal to make it ten to zero. Dolphins. In the second quarter, Brett Maher made a thirty-eight yard field goal to make it ten to three at half, and that was it for the Saints. The Saints had Ian Book, who really wasn't on the roster all year. Trevor Simeon had COVID. Jason Mill had COVID, and they were screwed. Really, and Jalen Waddle had a one-yard touchdown catch from Tua Tumavailoa for a touchdown. He had like Jalen Waddle's a stud. He he is a stud. And in the fourth quarter, Jason Sanders made a thirty-four-yard field goal, as that'd be the final score. Dolphins twenty-three Saints. Now it's time for the New York New Year Six bowl games. I'm so happy for. New Year's, and it's a new year. New Year resolutions, even though those normally don't pan out for most people. Because you have no ending point. It seems like a mile, so. People will come up with a New Year's resolution and won't finish up. So, 
But in bowl games, we got picks to make. And starting off with the Peach Bowl down there in Atlanta, sponsored by Chick-fil-A normally, if I believe correctly. I got Michigan State over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, the ACC wasn't that strong. I don't trust Pittsburgh that much. Hey, but if Kenny, uh, if that quarterback that's really good, Kenny uh, Pickett's playing, they got it. they got a shot. They got a shot no matter what. Heisman Trophy finalist. Then for the Fiesta Bowl, you got the Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus the Oklahoma State Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? I got Notre Dame in this one as well. Oklahoma State, they had a tough loss against the Pac-12, a Big 12 team. that I really don't put in a high regard. It's going to be hard for me to say, but yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I like Oklahoma State. I, not that much. Utah versus Ohio State. I got the the Ohio State over Utah. Utah. They they got two good, really good wins over 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 Oregon, but that ain't enough for me. I got Ohio State. Then for the Sugar Bowl, the last non-playoff game, we got Ole Miss and Baylor. I got Ole Miss in this one. A couple years ago, Baylor was in this one, I believe. And they played Georgia, and they lost, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that was when they had Charlie Brewer, who now plays for Utah, which got benched middle of the season. (laughs) I don't know why I know that. Man. But I got Ole Miss over Baylor. Then I got caught for the Cotton Bowl, the four versus one, Cincinnati versus Alabama. I got Alabama, but I want Cincinnati to win. And for the Orange Bowl, I got Georgia over Michigan. I believe Georgia's just going to stop their Michigan's run game and just overpower the – just overpower the – Team from down south, the team from up north, actually, the Georgia from since G- Michigan is going to lose to Georgia. No other words. My, now it's time for my NFL predictions. Last week I was one five. I'm doing very very good for myself. And total I am seven and nine fifty four. I got Bears over Giants. Patriots over Jaguars, Rams over Ravens, Buccaneers over Jets, Bills over Falcons, Chiefs over Bengals, Titans over Dolphins, Colts over Raiders, Eagles over Washington football team, 49ers, Chargers over Broncos, 49ers over Texans, Seahawks over Lions, Cowboys over Cardinals, Saints over Panthers. Packers over Vikings and Browns over Steelers. As my spread picks last week, I went three and zero. Oh, stellar. I got the in my total. I'm climbing back to five hundred. As my total right now is thirteen and fourteen, just below five hundred. One game. And right now, I got Eagles minus three and a half. 
I think they're going to blow out the Washington football team. Then I got the Broncos plus six and a half against the Chargers. The Broncos have a legitimate chance of beating the Chargers with the Chargers not having the best run defense in the world. So I like the Broncos there as a as a possible outlier. And I think it's going to be a very close game. Closer than the odds makers think. Then I think the Packers, Packers on Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers, they have not done me wrong. They didn't be good against the Bears. I, I'm going to say they're going to do me right again. Minus six and a half, laying the points down. Hey, let's have a good week. Love y'all. Appreciate you listening to this phenomenal podcast. If you like the uh, cans, tell me. If you like the old backdrop, tell me. Peace out. Love.